0: I think, Vincent, is that often the customer can sell your product better than you can. As a marketer, that's the core thing. Have you ever
1: wondered, how do you grow a socially conscious and environmentally friendly e-commerce brand online while also making a profit? Yeah, me too. After watching my family members suffer through cancer and heart disease using products by companies that care more about profits than their customers, There must be a better way, right? That's when I discovered an emerging wave of successful purpose-driven businesses and I knew I needed to be a part of it. So join me as we dive into the stories behind the most inspiring brands in the world and discover the secrets on how they successfully win over the vote of their customers' wallets and grow their business online. My name is Vincent Tandiono and welcome to the eCommerce Speak podcast. Welcome back. I'm super excited here. I have Bruce Jeffries with me here today. He's the co-founder of two very successful businesses, uh, GoGet and Dresden Vision. So the first one that he started was GoGet and it's the first car sharing company in Australia. And he started it uh, way back in 2003 when car sharing wasn't even a big thing like it is today. And the second business is Dresden Vision, and it is an eyewear company. What I found fascinating is they make glasses from recycled plastics, and they're selling it at really affordable prices. You see, like, there's so much plastic waste all over the world, and Dresden is doing an amazing job turning those, like, garbage into glasses, right? And, and also glasses is very commonly used by almost everybody in the world today. So I'm super excited to hear his story and also like his his vision <laughs> for Dresden Vision. So, so glad that you can join me here, Bruce. Welcome to the show. Hi, Vincent. Uh, great to be here. Yeah, awesome. So I'm very curious about this, uh, Bruce, because you when you started Dresden, uh, you were already having uh, that car sharing uh, go-get company that was already pretty successful. So what was it that motivated you to start a business in Eyewear, especially when, I, I if I'm not mistaken, you have pretty much zero experience in that industry.
0: Yeah, no, completely. I had, you're right. I had zero experience, but I, I mean, I, I was a glasses wearer and I was really frustrated with how bad the product was. So, like, it, it really did come from a personal motivation of, like, wh- why is this product so inconvenient? Like, you think about it, we all know, you know, humans basically generally as they get older, they have an eyesight problem, and yet, Like, glasses are actually, yeah, there's roughly 2 billion people in the world who don't have access to glasses, like, who need them. So so I couldn't work out why this product was so expensive, fragile, uh, like, inconvenient. Like, everything about it was very, very old and clunky. And so I think the problem was I didn't stop. Like, I, I got interested in it. I wanted to know more. Uh, I, I formed a team, we started developing something, we opened a store, and then before you know it you're in the, you, you 're in the you're in the you 're in the business do you know what I mean and it 's too late
1: yeah yeah so that 's like a true entrepreneur there right <laughs> you see your problem uh, yeah. and you go ahead and yeah. fix it I mean, I
0: don't, to me to me know to me it's just you just try to like i think you just try to solve a problem for yourself and you hope that other people have the same problem and so for me it's simply well, wire glasses, like I wanted really strong, durable glasses. Um, I wanted it to be really simple. Uh, I wanted it to be affordable so I could have like like not just one pair but like pairs because when you, when you can't see, sometimes it's hard to find the glasses. So it's like it's actually quite convenient to have a, quite a few pairs around. You know, and so so those that, that that were the, really the personal things I was trying to solve
1: Mm, right and where did like the waste problem thing come into play like did it start off that way when you started the company like you wanted to yeah definitely
0: yeah it did like i I think the important thing is that the environmental the sustainability Mm -hmm. aspects were really um like we we were never going to not do it that way like it had to be done that way do you mean like because yeah there's there's basically hundreds of millions of glass, you know, glasses frames made every year, mm-hmm. and they're just thrown out, and it's you know, it's a huge waste, journey and they're not reused, and so, so really, you know, we only started the business in 2014, like so, it's crazy to start a business only recently and not and not make it sustainable. Does that make sense? Like it has yeah, to be. Yeah,
1: like, that makes sense. Yeah. So, what were some of your takeaways, like from your? Uh, Experience with your first company, GoGet, and how has that helped you when it comes to like starting off Tristan and growing it to where it is today?
0: That's a a really good question. Um, uh, because GoGet is a car sharing company, and so we have a fleet of vehicles, and we have a smart card system, and and the people use the cars by the hour, and there's they're parked in a network across the sub, you know, across you know, at the moment we're in Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane in Australia, and. And you normally have about 30 people per one or two car. So, right. the, you know, we've now got over 100,000 subscribers and it's and so it's quite a different business to the eyewear business because that's, well, uh, for a start, it's manufacturing, uh, it's retail, it's also in the healthcare sector because we do the eye testing. Um, so while they look really different, like the fundamentals underneath the business are really similar. Like so so if I want to compare GoGet to Dresden, well, you know, the key thing with uh with GoGet is we essentially took a car and gave people uh, you know, access to that commodity uh in a very, very like like instead of like having to own ones, you know, when someone buys a car, they just have to choose that one car. Yeah, with GoGet they can basically use any car. So with with Dresden, we wanted to bring that same idea of of, of modularity to the system. Do you know what I mean so that so everything in that Dresden frame can be swapped and switched? Do you know what I mean so it's really about um, you know a business uh, making a simple product and then making that ubiquitous. That, that, that's that's the key thing. So so I think the vision we have for Dresden is we, we don't really see why. Uh, you, know, you can have someone in a uh, a rural area in Indonesia wearing the same pair of glasses as someone in, you know, downtown Toronto. Right. You know, like that, that's, our, that's our core value is, is that that site is so completely, so, site is so essential that everybody should have access to it. And so that's our mission. My mission is really to uh, be able to, have wherever you are, you can afford a strong, durable, you know, recyclable pair of glasses.
1: Yeah, that's that's an awesome vision. And um, so, how many countries is it currently selling?
0: Well, we we, we basically were an Australian company, and so we opened in Australia, and then we actually expanded to Canada. Hmm. So we're we're currently in Canada and Australia. Uh, we the one of the trickiest one of the tricky things about with business is always. You know, whether you go deep or whether you go wide. So, like, you know, we, we've, uh, like, a, with a product like glasses, which are very widely consumed, mm-hmm. there's a huge market just in Australia or just in Canada. So, so you always, there's always that um, pull, pull and play between you, you go wide into a market like the United States, you know, which is actually a huge market, uh, but then you spread yourself. Do you mean, or, or do you go, just go deep in the country that you're in? So that's, that, that's that's where we're at. But obviously, we're an e-commerce retailer, so we actually have a lot of customers all over the world.
1: Mm. So for e-commerce, you do it all over the world, but for those, you're saying uh, Australia and Canada, they are more like uh, in the local stores, Retail. is that right? Retail. Okay, local yeah. Store. Got it, got it. So what have yeah. you found to uh, work the best when it comes to e-commerce and selling it globally?
0: Um, from a marketing point of view, the... The core thing that we work on is word of mouth. Mm. So, uh, so, it's and so, it's, it's a lucky thing that yeah. With glasses, they're very visible. Like, right. you, know, you notice you notice when a friend is wearing a new pair of glasses. Like, you go, oh, wow, well, you got new glasses!" Like, and and also like the the Dresden glasses themselves are really they're super colourful. Like, we have yeah, we've just got so many different colours, and also you can change the arm combinations. So like you can actually have like a you know red arm on one side and a yellow on the other side and you know green in the middle. Like you can do whatever you you know. So so people notice and then that and then if we've given that customer a good experience, yeah they're happy with Mm -hmm. them and then then there's your marketing team. Like that's that's it. They just go, oh yeah, I got it from the store or I got it online it was really affordable you know the quality is high um and and really what your hope is that cuz i think Vincent is that the often the customer can sell your product better than you can yeah that that's the that's my core as a marketer that's the core thing like you know if so then the focus is really on well you get the product right you get the service right do you know I mean? and then it will sell itself mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you need to add obviously marketing fuel but um you know, I have to admit it's actually very difficult to market these days because of fragmentation you know it, it, there's, there's a lot of different platforms uh you either you're either captured into the big platforms like Facebook or Google where there's a lot of capture, or the traditional media opportunities are very really fragmented yeah. Lane, sorry mm-hmm. um so it's definitely um, it's it's a difficult difficult space, but the 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 key thing really is timing, isn't it? Like you 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 do spend with a new startup, with a new business, you spend a lot of time trying to get it right, right. and then you need to. So you can market too early. Do you know what I mean? And then you're wasting your marketing because you still haven't quite got it all all the pieces together. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So that's. So where I think the stage that we're at is uh we've learned a huge amount about the industry how we're different we feel like we're creating a new industry and and now we're really like starting to accelerate do you also like do
1: like um share like your um your mission and your vision with your customers and do you think that that also helps them with the word of mouth
0: it's a really good question um so in some ways um yeah, I like that question because, you know, I
1: I feel like you know, the like the newer generations they they are very much more like eco conscious.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. I think the thing is, Vincent, you have to really balance um, that. Like, you have to be very focused that you're providing a really individual benefit to that customer. Correct. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. you've saved the money, the product works, they're happy with. They, they like the style and the look and the fashion. Like they like those things, um, and and if anything goes wrong, you fix it really easily. The environmental values are quite they're more like supporting values. They support, yeah, you know, like so. So some customers will really like that, and that's what they want to talk about. But it's not all customers. So you have to be really, you have to sort of present it in a way in which uh, you don't bore the customers that. Because, you know, reality is a lot of younger people, uh, they expect things to be environmental. Like it's not that, you know, it's actually their values have shifted along a lot, whereas the older people, they talk about it more because it's still like a new thing to them. So, so it's actually a hard thing. I think it's, hard, it's often hard to get that balance right. You have, that's why um, e-commerce is quite challenging compared to retail because with retail you have the live person in front of you and you can gauge their, you can get the feel for what, do you mean like, do they want yeah. to hear about the environmental thing? Do they Do they not? Whereas with obviously, you have to be a lot more sophisticated online. Yeah, because you, you, you can't give too many messages. It's too, you, you, everything gets too cluttered.
1: That's right. Yeah. I'm just uh, curious here. What is your vision for uh, Dresden Vision in like, let's say one to two years time?
0: Well, in one to two years time, I think the, I mean, really, we're um, we're looking to uh, provide the same sort of convenience online as we are in, in, in store. That's that's the do you mean? So we're really uh, so the retail the online e-commerce is really growing strongly, right. and we're really trying to make that because the the the, the key opportunity for us is that. Uh, prescription glasses are very, very offline. It's a very, it's still a very store-based experience in most countries,
1: yeah.
0: um, and so uh, we, we're basically trying to develop all the tools and 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 the sophistication we need online, doing to be able to solve that.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I can see prescription is definitely quite quite challenging, and I, yep. I've I've seen some. Uh, e-commerce stores they do like some uh, like virtual reality or augmented reality with other glasses do you uh, are you also into that?
0: One of the exciting things about Dresden is that we, we have one style mm. and and four different sizes and they look good on pretty much everybody huh. do you mean so, yeah. so the, the traditional glasses industry what they, what they get you to focus on is choosing those pair of glasses like and they show you all these different styles um, and we actually have the best, what, what we think is the best pair of glasses. So you don't have to have that choice because you right, that's the only thing you sell. Do you know what I mean so? So all that focus on uh, choice is taken away. And so, so also, like, they're also really, really, they're way cheaper, much more affordable than the competitors. So also, you don't have that uh, anxiety around, you know, like spending a lot of money either. Do you know what I mean so? So really, really the, um, yeah, we're trying to make it less, like an easier purchase, do you mean? So, so there's all, all been a reality things. Uh, we, instead, we sort of feel like we can show lots of different models or lots of different customers wearing the glasses and it shows that, like it works, on, you know, it works in everybody. And at the end of the day, there's an interesting thing with fashion where, uh, you know, there's certain brands that you know of they only have one style and everybody them. like, and, you know, like I can think, for example, if you think about shoes, there's the Doc Martin brand or the Converse sneaker brand, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, Converse have got more variety now, but for a, minute, for a long time, it was just the one sneaker, do you know what I mean? So, um, so we are in that tradition, do you know what I mean? And so, yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that makes sense. This is
0: the e-commerce
1: speak podcast and we'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by DMAF. Many e-commerce brands are worried about the cost of advertising going through the roof and the rise of competition in their space. We have a simple framework for a campaign that generates immediate cash flow and revenue. If you're interested in looking at that framework and picking up revenue, and sales over the next 30 days, we'd love to share that framework with you. You can go to dmav.net. That is D-I-M-A-V.net. Go there to learn more. Thanks for listening and supporting the show. And now for the conclusion of this episode. I'm wondering what does your day-to-day actually look like because you're managing uh, two businesses and probably you also need to spend some time with your family right 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 so what does it look like?
0: I mean basically I have been uh, fortunate to uh, you know work my way out of the businesses mostly and have very very competent excellent team uh, running it so I think I'm I think one of the sides that people don't, you know, you you, you need to get to a stage where uh, from you you're not in charge of everything, and it's been you know that's that that your team are running it all. Do you know what I mean? So uh, I, I think it, I think there's a really uh, there's a lot of focus on the entrepreneur or the business owner that's in control and running everything and they're working 80 hours a day and somehow they've got a family. And yeah. and it's definitely like that in the earliest. Like for many years, it's like that. But it's not sustainable. You can't keep doing it. Do you know what I mean? so for my So for myself, um, you know, I, I don't, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, I have enough time in the day to not work as well.
1: Right, right. So it's like what uh, most people say is like you're working on the business not not in the business, right?
0: Yeah, on the business, in the business. I mean, I think, um, yeah, the key, the key thing is that you you need to recognise uh, if, you're, if you're working in the business, then you need to work out how you replace yourself. And then, um, yeah, if you're working on the business, then, then yeah, clearly, um, you know, clearly you need also... Uh, to be really uh, in a position where you can make uh, sound decisions, does it make sense? And so, yeah, so sense. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a very. It's, I mean, I, I think the I think the COVID nineteen period was a really big test of uh, our management teams and our relationships during you know, because suddenly mm-hmm. uh, we we had to really rely on. Like it was a crisis. You know, I mean, if I think about. This time last, well, you know, April, March last year, at least for our business, for the for Dresden and for GoGet, uh, we were in lockdown. Like everything was shut. So, um, so there was, a, you know, there was a very dramatic having to work back in the businesses during. But um, yeah, but but I think you need to also acknowledge, like generally. Uh, People who start businesses are generally not the best people to run the businesses. Right, I see.
1: Yeah, medium to long term. So when would you recommend people, like, to make that shift to start getting someone to replace you?
0: Uh, about the five-year mark.
1: Is there anything magical about the five-year mark?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting, the five-year yeah, five mark. probably five-year mark is interesting. It, um, I mean, I'm talking from an Australian context, but... You know, for the most other business owners you talk to, if you get to five years, you generally have a pretty good chance of getting to ten years. Mm. You know, like it, like normally the first couple of years are exciting. The third year is really really tough. Fourth year is a complete disaster. Do you know what I mean? And like a lot of people will pull out. They'll pull out by then. And if you get to five years, then you generally built value in something, and then you know you should then have the opportunity to work out how to uh, make it um, you know, run by itself, essentially. Yeah, that's- it's, easy say, it's, easy, it's easy to say, it's really hard to do. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's excellent advice. You have two pretty successful companies. And uh, let's say that if we have, let's like, say, a time machine and we can turn back the time, what would be one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self?
0: Uh, that's a good question. I think, um, you know, I think the biggest thing was you do waste a lot, I think for myself particularly, you do waste a lot of time going after opportunities where you're not relevant enough. Do you know what I mean? So I think I wasted a lot of time trying to do marketing partnerships or, or business development or, you know, work with government when we were too small. Like, so I think... You sort of have to acknowledge that as businesses grow, they become relevant, and when they become relevant, then the opportunities come. Do you know what I mean? Right. And you, don't, yeah. you don't actually need to do anything because you're actually at the right scale. But if you're too small and you're trying to make it happen, uh, often it just is a waste of time. Uh, and so, um, so I think the... If I could have all that time back, I would have focused instead on. It's always you, you. You can get distracted very easily, and you should always just really focus on the product and the service. Like and everything else comes. Like mm-hmm. as long as the product and service is working and uh, you know is improving and is delivering, then I mean, all the other things come. But you know you, you tend to like get distracted and try um you tend to try um make it happen quicker than you want it because you want it to happen quick but it never does it never does like that's the thing the great thing is that it happens it just takes a long time
1: yeah yeah that's that's really excellent advice i mean like when you talk about um distractions there like so many other um things that is distracting especially uh, nowadays so i guess we're gonna about to wrap this up so um Bruce, that was uh, excellent to have you here. So if people want to find out more about uh, Dresden and they want to perhaps even buy a pair of glasses for themselves, what's the best way that uh, they can do that?
0: Really simple. So the, it's uh, dresden.vision, so D R E S D E N dot V-I-S-I-O-N. V-I-S-S-I-O-N. So that's the URL. And then, I mean, from there, like, essentially you can order. Away you go. Like you, you obviously need a prescription, um, which, which is you know either you might already have one or uh you can go you know you can, you can get one and then from there but and also we don't just sell prescri- we also just non-prescription as well sunglasses as well so and, and like reading glasses yeah which are not prescription but just you know for people who just need you yeah, know they need to read a menu at a restaurant or something like that. So uh yeah that that that's that's how it works. And I, I like I should mention Vincent because I'm at the end of the day I'm not i I'm just a salesperson. Um, Ten-year warranty on our frames.
1: Mm. Wow! No the pretty generous.
0: Yeah, and, the, yes. and yeah. So, so there you go. I'm doing, I'm doing the sales pitch, but um, <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, it's um, it's an exciting it's an exciting journey that we're on. And really, as I said, that our mission is like to make um, really everybody should have a, everybody should, who want, who needs glasses should be able to get glasses. Simply and it shouldn't be a, shouldn't be a charity thing. It shouldn't be like exactly. You got to you got to stand in a queue and be given them. as like it should be like a, a basic right.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. And any final uh, thoughts or anything that you'd like to share that maybe I didn't ask?
0: Um, well, I guess the like I I guess I just want to share that um, you know life is life is short and your time is limited, and so whatever business you're working on. Um, you know, make sure that it helps as many people as as you can.
1: Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Bruce. Yeah. It's so, it was a pleasure having you here, Bruce. Thank you so much. Thanks, Vincent. I really enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed that episode and don't forget to check out the previous episode. Uh, My guest Holly, she shared her journey from being an acupuncturist to living in a farm uh, with no electricity to starting a business in the food industry that is making a positive impact to the environment.